Turn your Bibles to the book of Matthews, chapter number 14, starting at verse number 13. Matthews, chapter number 14, starting at verse number 13. I'm reading from the King James text. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship unto a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the city. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them. And he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go unto a village and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, they need not depart, give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them hither to me. Father, we thank you for your word. Now, Father, I know the Holy Spirit that wrote that word is able to magnify that word in our hearts. Let it magnify that word in our hearts today that its true meaning and essence may be expressed in our lives. And let us leave this place charged, challenged, and changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in this present. Amen. God is a great God, and I thank God for his goodness. As a matter of fact, in this particular text that we are looking at today, Jesus was on vacation. <laughs> Jesus was on vacation because he had taken a leave after he had heard of the death of John Baptist. He had worked real hard. He said, let's go. And it was like a Las Vegas vacation because he had gone into the desert and he was on vacation. So tell your neighbor, it's all right to go on vacation. Amen. Now you can't live on vacation, but you can go on vacation. All right. Amen. And so after, after the vacationing, uh, Jesus, uh, the multitude heard that Jesus uh, was there. And you know how it is when you're helping people out and they can use you. They don't never want you to go on vacation. So I heard Jesus is on the vacation with his disciples out there in the desert and joined themselves and when they heard that Jesus was in the desert, they ran barefooted, on foot. They was running to find out what Jesus was. When they found Jesus, Jesus began to heal the sick. And you know how it is when you start healing the sick and everything, people get real excited. And something like the prayer line here in the church, sometimes I think the sink set back to see whether or not the prayer is going to work today. And then time, two or three people get a blessing, then everybody want to get in the line. And by that time, you know, you're about spent. <laughs> Amen. But you're trying to accommodate them. Y'all you, you know how that is, don't you? But anyhow, that's the way it was. And so after Jesus had uh, prayed for all these folks and everything, and the disciples had had a little glory because they were right behind Jesus. I don't know if they had a hand on his back, what they were doing, but he was praying for them, and these, you know, people were getting healed, and these disciples under with the chest all out and everything. Now, now we finished with them. Basically, what they said, we finished with them now. Let's send them home. We, we you know, they, we done got all the glory out of them we can get. Now, let's send them home. And Jesus said, no, 
we're going to give those people something to eat. One thing I like about the text was the fact that it says, verse 14, and Jesus went forth and saw the multitude. Now the disciples used the multitude, but Jesus saw the multitude. And the scripture said he had compassion on them. That means he sympathized with them for their suffering. And, it all, and, and this means he yearned within his bowel for these people. He had pity on them. He was sorry for them. He was sorry because of the pain and the distress that these people was going through. He had compassion on them. In the book of Luke 178, it calls this the tender mercy of God. That's what his compassion is. Because of the Lord's mercy. God felt sorry for you. That's why he didn't kill you this morning. He saw you doing the best you could, still messing up. And he feels sorry for you. <laughs> That's only why he didn't kill you. He feels sorry for you. He know that you was just flesh. Psalms 103 verse 10 said, He have not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquity. So he had felt sorry for us. That's the reason why he didn't destroy us. But Jesus was a preacher that saw. It's amazing today how many preachers that we have who are really famous preachers that don't see the people. But Jesus saw. One of the reasons why Jesus was so successful in his ministry was because he sees with the eye of compassion. The theme that for this year for us is the year of opportunity, but you cannot seize opportunity without opening your eyes to see. It's different between looking and seeing. We come together several times a week. And we sit right beside one another. But we don't see one another. Don't mean that we don't sit beside one another. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean that we don't look at one another. Doesn't mean that we don't listen at one another. But my question is, do we see one another? It's amazing how many people in our household that we haven't saw, right in your household, haven't saw. 
Men, when is the last time you really saw your wife? Husband, when, when is the last time you really saw your wife? Just think about it. When is the last time you really saw them? Parents, when is the last time you really saw your children? We see that the text, you can look at them and still don't see them. The disciples, they looked at them, but they did not see the congregation. And because they looked at them, they can say, I don't care how hungry they are. Send them home. <laughs> you see, that's the difference. When you're just looking at them, you can say, just send them home. But Jesus saw the multitude. It's something how before marriage, how much attention we paid to one another. We notice every detail about one another. The hair, the nails, the shoes, the dress, the suits, even their demeanor. Oh, y'all, y'all do remember being in love. It's not foreign, is it? Even if you didn't catch them, you've been in love with somebody. And you know that feeling how you paid attention. But the problem is we become so involved in ourselves and our activities that we don't notice the people that we love. We're so caught up in our work until we don't even see the people that we are working for. I think one of the most hurtful thing is not to be noticed. Have you ever felt pain because you wanted somebody to notice you and they didn't even notice you? It was hurtful. There was a expression a few years ago when the phone companies were selling their phones and which one was you could hear the best they would move around from place to place and ask hear me now do you hear me now and the static would be there and they would move and sometimes now you did have those cell phones, especially for those companies that the price was real cheap when you bought the phone, but the towers are few. And you got to turn your head and almost get upside down to get in one position, lean your head against something to hear. And then you ask the person on the other end, do you hear me now? But let me ask you, let me say this. The same thing is still happening today. The question is, do you see me now? Do you see me now? 
for the woman, that wife that was so beautiful that you saw everything she did, she's still saying, do you see me now? She fixed her hair, shoes, her dress, put on different eyeshadows. And what she's really saying, put, even put on some new perfume, says. And she's saying without actually saying, do you see me now? And of course, sometimes we miss it. And the husband wants to be seen too. His is the suit. The shoes, the car, the six-pack. And he's saying the same thing. See me now? Most of the time, men don't keep your dressing though, I'm guessing. Most of the time, men, they walk in and show their stuff. They'll walk in, especially if they got a good six-pack, you know, not leaders, you know. The leaders, you try to hide them with a draping shirt. But when you got a six-pack, you pull that bad boy up. See me now? But it's amazing how much stuff we go through just to be noticed. But a woman helped the women. Women are not that way. Women kind of do things secretly. They are change and everything and come in the house and parade around. Don't say a word to you. They leave it for a brother to guess. What about me has changed? But they actually saying when they walk in the house, see me now? And sometimes she changed her hairstyle and all she did was move the curl from here to right here. <laughs> but if you guess wrong, oh. <laughs> because sometimes women are emotional. We are more physical. We have to have a neon sign that says, I changed this. So brothers, if y'all want to stand good with the wives, let me tell you what to do. Try to uh, make a note. See, especially if you got a half fix. Look real good. Because see, it might be just move a little bit. It ain't much, it ain't much. She's not buying all them shoes and stuff because she needs shoes. She buying them because she want to be noticed. Here at New Pair of Shoes they put on. They're saying, see me now? See me now? I changed my hairstyle. See me now? You did, and then y'all, if you've been married any time, you'd have heard that thing. You didn't even notice me. And the men said, Amen. Come on, y'all, come on. 
And the man says, hey. and Lord, don't, don't do, don't, please don't do that. Don't, don't, don't ask them, well, honey, what did you do? Don't ask them that. Oh, no. You don't love me no more. You just take me for granted. You don't, you know, you just don't love me. I, I don't mean nothing to you no more. Because she's not being noticed. This is the reason why Jesus says, uh, it was Solomon that said in the book of Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's when you see with the heart, only when you see with the heart that it calls you to have compassion. This is the kind of savior we had. He saw with compassion. He saw from his heart And Maine now is now not seeing from his heart. Maine has gotten to the place now, everything is based on his head, his intellect, his intelligence. He's not seeing from the heart. That's why in, even in our country, the rich get richer. People that got money, more money they're going to spend in their lifetime will come into a poverty neighborhood and take money from a poverty neighborhood. Why? Because they don't see the people. They only see what benefits them. They don't see the people. But every now and then you'll find somebody who would go into a neighborhood like a Martin Luther King or somebody like that that will actually see the people. The disciples was there. They worked the miracles, but they never saw the people. And today, people are huge ministries preaching all over the world, but they're not seeing the people. This is the reason why when they have the opportunity to preach the gospel, they are not preaching the gospel. Why? Because I want this preach enough so I can get the money out of them. But I, I'm not really concerned with those people, whether they live or die, whether they go to heaven or go to hell. I could care less. I don't see them. But when somebody reach out and really see the people, you can't evangelize until you can see the people. Jesus said, lift up your eyes and look on the field for the harvest is ready. It's ready to be harvested. The field is there. But what we are looking for is fame and fortune. But can you see the people? Seeing the people will drive you to prayer. Seeing the people will drive you to witness. Can you see the people? Jesus says, I see the crowd. I want to feed these people before they leave. And the disciples said, the first thing, you know, when you don't want to do something anyhow, the first thing you're going to do is find an excuse. And the church said. Amen. So they have found an excuse. We don't see these folk. Get the people. We're ready for the next miracle. Let's get rid of them. And Jesus said, 
have compassion on this people. And then what Jesus do at that particular point, he said, cause them to, let's bring them, bring the food to me. I'm going to multiply it. He multiplied the food and gave to the people and the people ate and they were satisfied. But he saw the people. Give your neighbor a high five and ask them, do you see me now? This is what God wants. God don't want us to come in the church, sit beside a brother or sister and don't see them. People in the midst perishing and we can't see them. Why? I have no compassion in my heart. There is not a longing in my bowel to help that person in their situation. See, that's why pastoring becomes very hard for me. Because, you know, most of the time, I'm in between the person that's rejoicing and the person that's going through something. And I'm sharing both of those emotions at the same time. It's almost like going to a, 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 a funeral in the morning and a wedding in the evening. That's the life of a pastor. You don't understand. You say, well, Bishop got his bills paid for. He don't worry about us. That's not true. Because when you got compassion for the people that you are, are, are pastoring, you go through the foreclosure with them. Y'all see, y'all don't understand what I'm talking about. And y'all say, well, Bishop has got it made. He don't, he don't care. No, no, no. That's not the way it is. When a pastor have compassion on you, he go with you through your divorce. Through your child acting up. He goes through all of these emotions because he has compassion for you. So when you see the pastor, you don't know where he's been that week. And sometimes feelings come on him. He don't even know where they're coming from. But because you're part of the flock, he sees what you're going through and he longs in his intestines to help you through your situation. So when you come and he rejoices, he's rejoicing because he saw you when you was in your trouble. And there's a God that loves you. Jesus woke you up this morning and asked your question. See me now? Oh, you know you should have died, but he spared your life and say, see me now? It was him that caused the sun to rise up this morning. And he asked the question, see me now? It was him that put the food on your table. And all of this was God on display saying, see me now. The Bible said the heaven declared the glory of God and the earth shows his handiwork. What are you doing, God? God is saying, See me now.
Isn't it strange how God will bless you with the job you've been asking for? And after he bless you with the job you've been praying and asking for, all of a sudden you only can see the dollars in the job and don't see God after that. So every now and then God will move around him and shift around a few things. And all God is saying, see me now. And God is a jealous God. This indeed iniquities of the fathers and the children upon the third and fourth generation. But the only thing God is saying, see me now. He wants to be recognized. He wants to be given the praise and the honor. Look how he brought Israel out of Egypt. And after he brought them out of the Egypt across the Red Sea and they got into the wilderness and lost sight of God. And God was saying, see me now. I, I, I was a God, a man in the burning bush. I'm the God that parted the water. I'm the same God and every now and then he looked on the third generation of Israel. He said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He said, see me now and I'm closing now but amen it was him the Lord God almighty when the world was dying in sin there was no way out. man was dying without hope I heard Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgression he was bruised for our iniquity sometime amen 2,000 years ago when the world had lost sight of him he was lifted up on a cross amen on Calvary and the blood came running down and he was saying see me now do you see me now look and live do you see me now How many of us still don't see him? Still don't see his goodness. Still don't see his mercy. Still don't see him bringing you out. Still don't see him delivering you. Still don't see how much he loves you. And he's saying, see me now. Do you see me now? Do you see me now? There anybody in the room that can shout with a loud voice? Say, yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. I see you. I see you. I know it's because of the Lord's mercy. It won't because I laid down perfect last night. It's of the Lord's mercy that I got about out of my bed this morning it was his strength in my leg it was his sight in my eyes it was his hearing in my ears yay I see you Lord I see you I see you working it out I see you delivering me I see you bringing me out yay I can see you Lord God want attention. Give somebody a high five. I say, see me now, see me now, see me. 
How about when you go into prayer? Y'all ain't not been in prayer where you thought God didn't see you. This is how the prayer go, mother. Lord, look down from heaven. And what you're saying is, see me, Lord. See me. Because I know if you see me, you can't help but have compassion on me. If you see me, you're going to bring me out. I heard Jonah say from the belly of hell, I cried and he didn't live at me. He saw me. In the belly of hell, and he brought me out. See me now. I heard somebody said his eye is on the sparrow. And I know, I, anybody in here that know, that know, I know he watches me. Eyes of the Lord is in every place, beholding the good and the evil. The eyes of the Lord upon the righteous and his ears is open to that cry. And on this week, on this week, Yahweh was asking redeemed assembly, do you see me now? Oh, we looked at TV gave plenty of time to TV. We gave plenty of time to meals. We gave time to our friends. But be truthful. Did you see him at all? From last Sunday till this Sunday? Did you see him at all? I know you came to church, but did you see him at all? And did your bowels inside of you move for worship? I'm not talking about just throwing your hand up there. How about that down in your belly? Was something in you? Was there a praise that came from your animals? One of those I can't help it. Hallelujah! Because I see him. Isaiah said, I saw him. He was high and lifted up in his train, filled the temple. I saw the Lord. I, I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord. 